Well, hello and welcome to the CSF Monthly Podcast for May 2021, How the Years Go By. Well, this is a podcast that aims to keep you up to date and vigilant with the latest information and data in the field of rheumatology, despite these COVID-driven times. So, of course, it, it goes without saying that I'm going to send my very best wishes to you, to your family, and of course, to all of your patients as we continue to navigate this really terrible pandemic. Well, in today's podcast, I'm going to review two papers uh, which I think are really interesting in the field of rheumatology. And the first, it's actually from myself and colleagues where we looked at uh, psoriatic arthritis in the SELECT PSA1 trial, particularly looking at the potential use of upadacitinib in the treatment of people with active disease who are naive to biologic therapy. And in the second paper, Desir van der Heide focuses on Jack with her assessment of radiographic progression in patients with rheumatoid treated with tofacitinib in long-term studies. Now, as always, if you want to see detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, go to cytokinesignaling.com. It's a, it's a terrific resource, slides, abstracts, backups, papers, and all of it, I think, in one place, which is so helpful to us when we're all so busy. Well, let me turn to the, the first paper. It's the trial of upadacitinib and adalimumab for psoriatic arthritis, which we published. It provides new data in the use of the select JAK1 inhibitor, upadacitinib, in a patient population of PSA patients naive to biologic therapy. Now, upadacitinib was developed as a JAK1 selective inhibitor. It is already very well recognized to offer efficacy in people with rheumatoid arthritis. And this was a pivotal phase three trial, which set out to establish the potential value for this medicine in people with psoriatic arthritis. Now, it works alongside the SELECT PSC2 study to look at a group of patients with psoriatic arthritis arthritis and PSA1 was biologic naive PSA2 prior exposure to TNF therapeutics and compares with padacitinib with a placebo and in the select one study with adalimumab as an active comparator. Patients in the select one PSA study were biologic naive, they'd had an inadequate response or unacceptable side effects to non-biologic DMARs. After randomization to upadacitinib at a dose of either 15 or 30 milligrams once daily, or placebo or adalimumab, uh, the ACR20 response was evaluated at week 12. And a whole raft of secondary endpoints included comparisons of upadacitinib across doses and also with adalimumab and, of course, against placebo. Well, what are the key results? Well, at week 12, the ACR20 response was greater with upadacitinib than placebo. Both upadacitinib doses, 15 and 30 milligrams, were non-inferior to adalimumab for the ACR20 response at week 12. And the 30 milligram dose, but not the 15 milligram dose, was superior to adalimumab. Adverse events were more frequent with upadacitinib than with placebo. And through week 24, the incidence of serious infections was similar with the 15 milligram those of upadacitinib and adalimumab, but importantly, were more frequent with the 30 milligram dose of upadacitinib. Well, what do we conclude? Well, upadacitinib at a dose of 15 milligrams or 30 milligrams once daily was more effective than placebo in most measures of psoriatic arthritis activity. It inhibited radiographic progression and also importantly had significant beneficial effects in the skin. Both doses of upadacitinib were non-inferior to adalimumab and the 30 milligram dose, but not the 15 milligram dose, I must emphasize that, was superior to adalimumab with respect to ACR20 responses at week 12. But note that most of us will be using 15 milligrams in clinical practice. 
adverse events were more frequent with uparasitinib than with placebo, but I think it goes without saying, we now need to look at longer and larger studies, open label extension, real world data to really determine the, uh, the benefits risk profile of upadacitinib and in comparison to other medicines that we have available to treat active psoriatic arthritis. Well, the second paper I want to turn to comes from Desiree van der Heide and colleagues and concerns the assessment of radiographic progression in patients with rheumatoid arthritis treated with tofacitinib in long-term studies. Well, the background here, of course, it's, I think, well known to all of us that inflammation in rheumatoid leads to structural damage. Structural damage in turn leads to poor functional outcomes. Uh, rheumatoid treatment focuses on reducing inflammation to prevent the structural progression and therefore preserve function. All seems very logical. Now, in contrast to treatments that focus purely on symptomatic relief, disease-modifying drugs are defined on their ability to inhibit progression of structural damage. The oral JAK inhibitor tofacitinib has proven efficacious and safe in the treatment of rheumatoid in phase two and phase three trials. And in this particular analysis, Desiree and her colleagues were trying to evaluate the long-term rates of progression and structural damage in people with rheumatoid treated the tofacitinib for up to three years based on radiographic data from long-term extension studies. Uh, progression of modified sharp score in phase two, phase three, and long-term extension studies up to five years were also assessed in an exploratory integrated analysis. Note that exploratory. Key results here. Well, in the pooled long-term extension studies, the majority of all tofacitinib-treated patients showed no change in modified sharp score progression from baseline to month 36. Uh, changes from baseline were generally similar in patients who stayed in monotherapy or combination therapy, and also interestingly between tofacitinib doses. Amongst all tofacitinib treated patients, the majority of patients showed no radiographic progression. That was around 74%, and no new erosions, around 86% over 36 months. Uh, there were no differences in rates of non-progression or no new erosions observed between patients who stayed in monotherapy or background therapy or between tofacitinib doses. Uh, pulling this together, while well, long-term extension studies show limited radiographic progression in a majority of patients receiving long-term tofacitinib treatment. Limited progression of structural damage during long-term treatment with tofacitinib was observed. And the results were similar, irrespective of whether tofacitinib was used as monotherapy or in combination with conventional synthetic DMARDs. Now, I think limited conclusions can be drawn due to the low number of patients receiving tofa monotherapy. We just need to be cautious in that area. But overall, the study has observed limited progression of structural damage in tofa-treated patients up to five years, with similar results for tofacitinib used as monotherapy or combination up to three years. Key messages, well, in tofacitinib studies, limited radiographic progression was observed up to five years, and similar data observed whether patients are using mono or combo therapy. Well, I hope that's helpful to you. Remember that we update data all the time on the uh, sidekinesignaling.com website. There are two other papers that we've uploaded this month. Um, uh, Professor Cliff Bingham and uh, colleagues assess the performance of converted promise fatigue scores in two RA clinical trials in which baricitinib was the drug of investigation. And uh, Professor Song and Lee examine the relative efficacy and safety of secukinumab, ixikizumab, and tofacitinib in patients with active psoriatic arthritis and inadequate response to TNF inhibitors 
using a network meta-analysis. Interesting papers, I, I recommend them to you. And as ever, to view all of the publications uploaded this month and access that incredible resource, podcasts and other abstracts, papers, slides, head over to sitekindsigling.com. And of course, as always, thank you for your attention. I, I really appreciate you joining me for this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. And I'm going to finish where I started by wishing you well amidst the COVID pandemic. Please stay safe. And I'm really looking forward to joining you in next month's podcast. Thanks ever so much for your attention.